Me First, My Condition Second is brought to you by AbbVie. Hello, I'm Jo Vaness. I'm your host for today's podcast. Now, chronic disease lasts a lifetime, but it doesn't define a life. And this series focuses on people first, their disease second. We'll meet some people living with chronic inflammatory conditions and learn from their experiences. We'll meet experts sharing valuable information and we'll aim to give you the tools which may assist living with a chronic condition. Now, our topic for today is stress. And this is something that is common in everyday life, but for those with a chronic condition, which brings pain and high medical bills and an uncertain future, stress levels can become amplified. To help us understand the role stress plays in chronic inflammatory conditions, we have with us Fiona, a registered nurse who's been working for the past eight years supporting people with autoimmune conditions. Hello, Fiona. Can you tell us how stress affects chronic inflammatory conditions? Thank you for having me. As you said, stress is a natural part of life, but when you have a chronic inflammatory condition, being under stress can worsen symptoms. The body's stress response prepares your body to face a challenge, quickening breath, increased heart rate, tensing muscles. Being under constant stress triggers this response repeatedly. The increased tension in the muscles can cause pain to amplify. Stress also sets off the immune system's inflammatory response, so constant stress is like adding fuel to the fire for people with chronic inflammatory conditions. Wow, I didn't know there was so much going on in our bodies when we're under stress. Can you tell us how someone would go about trying to manage stress? The first step in managing stress is realising you're stressed. That might sound silly, but sometimes it's easier for someone else to recognise your stress than for you to recognise it in yourself. There are plenty of signs you can look out for, though. Some physical signs of stress include weight loss or gain, bowel problems, tiredness, or experiencing panic attacks or nausea. Emotionally, you may feel irritable, angry, frustrated, and lacking in motivation or confidence. Stress can also make you easily distracted, feel overwhelmed, worry excessively, and have problems sleeping. If you find yourself experiencing any of these or other signs that things are not quite okay, don't rationalise the symptoms away. Speak to your doctor so they can help you get on top of it. That is so true about not realising you're stressed. You know, sometimes I take on a lot of work and my first sign that I'm stressed is when my neck and shoulders tense up. Yes. So you want to identify the problem earlier on or before it gets to the stage where it's causing you pain. The longer you're stressed, the more destructive the inflammation can become. Of course. Now that we have an understanding of how stress affects chronic inflammatory conditions, let's take a closer look at the actual experience. We have with us David and as well Anne-Marie, who you might recognise from previous episodes of Me First, My Condition Second. So David, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. I'm 37 and I've been dealing with a form of spondyloarthritis or SPA since I was 22. I was diagnosed when I was 25 and since then I've been using a range of different uh, things to cope with it, different medications, exercise and diet and some mental health coping mechanisms as well. I started with issues around my hips and it's moved to skin, eyes and stomachs over the years. So that's been a, quite a, a range of things to deal with. Uh, ongoing, the hips are the biggest problem for me. 
Um, my job being in marketing means I'm sitting at a desk a lot, which again isn't really fantastic for my joints. And that means it does have a bit of an impact on my life. And overall, the condition of spondyloarthritis, it has had a big impact on my life. It stops me doing things that I love sometimes. Um, if I'm too much pain or if I'm too tired, I'll miss out on some things. Um, but it's also helped me understand a little bit more about how my body works and what I can do to stay healthy. Thank you, David. Now, Anne-Marie, can you remind us about your experience with inflammatory conditions? Sure. Um, I was diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis, or PSA, as it's often called, about five years ago. I actually suspect I had it for at least three or four years before that. Um, it's often associated with the skin condition psoriasis, which I had since I was a child. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, thanks, Anne-Marie. So back to you, David. What are the signs that make you realise, oh, I'm stressed. What are some situations that make you feel stressed? So at work, I can get stressed when I have too many things going on at once. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so if I feel like I can't get everything done, that definitely gets to me and causes me some stress. At home, stress affects me when I can see myself causing problems for other people due to my condition, and that's a big one. And for myself, when I'm having a bad flare, when it sort of affects my mobility and eyesight and I just can't see past that problem, the stress affects me both at work and at home. Mm, okay. And what about you, Anne-Marie? What does stress mean to you? Look, I have to say, uh, naturally, I'm a little bit of an overachiever. Um, I tend to try to, to get a lot of things done. So stress for me means not being able to physically achieve everything my mind wants to achieve that day and sometimes even what my heart wants to achieve. Mm, it must be really frustrating. It is. Um, can you tell us about some of the coping strategies you use to manage stress? Look, for me, it might sound really simple, but I do take stock. I take a moment just to have, you know, two or three deep breaths and, and refocus myself. I will watch something funny on YouTube that makes me smile. The poor dog gets more pats than his fair share. But look, I have to, I have to sometimes manage to have a laugh about how ridiculous life can be. Um, the worst thing I think you can do is just keep it bottled up. Um, share what you can, but but really just take that moment to to regain perspective is important. Hmm. And can I ask you, David, how do you cope with stress? Meditation has taught me the value of noting and reflecting on situations in a more independent way so I can try and manage difficult situations better. Um, I find that really helps me cope with stress. And those days when I'm feeling particularly low, I, I just know there's some things that I need to do to cheer me up. And that does take some time to learn. And for me, I've learned just simply being outside, around nature, ideally active, but just being present outside, that's a real winner for me to uh, get over those stressful situations. Acupuncture is also very valuable. It addresses that area for me between pharmaceutical medication and meditation. So it's not just the acupuncture itself, but the practitioner I see, she has a really good view of the world based on clients that she's seen with similar conditions, and that's very invaluable to me. And a big one, um, I continue just to love exercise, and that's really fortunate because it helps me with stress but also just with some of the pain that I have to deal with. So when I can, I enjoy hiking, running, and going to the gym. Thanks for sharing that with us. We know that stress is a part of life, and no matter what you do, you are bound to encounter it at some point. Now, Fiona, what are some ways of managing stress? First and foremost, following the prescribed treatment plan will help to get the condition under control and relieve symptoms like pain and stiffness before they add to stress. Exercise may also help to relieve stress. Activities such as walking or yoga not only help to lower their body's stress hormone levels in the long run, but they can also release a chemical called endorphin, 
which helps to improve mood and acts as a natural painkiller. If stress is becoming overwhelming, you can also talk to a therapist. They'll be able to help you to deal with stress in a more positive way. And are there any stress management techniques that you use personally or find helpful? I meditate and try to keep to a good sleep routine, a healthy diet, and I get regular exercise. I try not to react in potentially stressful situations. Breathing techniques, blue sky, sun, pets, ocean, getting out into nature and listening to music. It all helps. Yeah. Uh, David, can you tell us about your experience with stress-relieving techniques, such as mindfulness or meditation or breathing exercises? Yeah, sure. I've meditated a lot in the past, and that's taught me a lot about different coping techniques, so things like breathing and noting. I don't tend to meditate every day now, but I do still use those techniques every day. Um, just when I'm feeling myself getting too stressed, I find they really help. And the other thing for me, exercise and well-being go really hand in hand. So even if I'm feeling a mental stress, just going for a walk to get the body moving, feeling more natural, it really helps me a lot. Um, That typically means being outside as well, which gives you extra context to your own stresses. So you'll see other people and other situations that just puts your own situation into context can help you deal with the stress better. Yeah, that's understandable. And what about you, Anne-Marie? What have you found? Well, I've used an app um, quite a bit called Calm. It does help when I'm feeling stressed. But for me, mostly, you know, I'm not really a jog around the block kind of person. So I do yoga, I breathe, I take my dog for a walk. Um, I do paint. um, So sometimes just three or four hours to sort of do something really creative really helps me manage stress. I do like aromatherapy, but I'm a little bit simple. So my version of aromatherapy (laughs) is my addiction to scented candles. Whenever it's my birthday, people know exactly what to buy me. (laughs) This time in winter, I certainly do find the smell of a wood-burning fire that we've got at home at night really, really lovely and, and calming. Yeah, great. And Fiona, what are some of the most common stress-related issues that you've come across in people with chronic inflammatory conditions? They're concerned that the medication may not work for them and they're not sure about other options. Living with chronic pain is always stressful. Will their condition continue to worsen? Living with a chronic illness certainly interferes with their quality of life. Yes, yeah, of course. And David, are there any steps you take regularly to avoid becoming overwhelmed by stress? Yeah, getting a good night's sleep is essential for my mental and physical well-being. Um, I have a regular sleeping pattern that's best for me. Um, For me, that's early to bed, early to rise. Other people will be different. And just making sure I'm in a really comfortable and calming setup. And then I do a few simple things, like I make sure I make the bed every morning just so I know I've started the day right, I've done something good. And doing those together really helps me keep the stress at bay. That sounds really good. Anne-Marie, what advice can you give to listeners who are struggling to cope with stress? For me, I think it's really important to keep things in perspective. Um, Whatever you're going through, whether it be physically, whether it be in your personal life or work, those situations can't last forever. Um, Most of the time, you know, things are bad only for a small patch. So it's really important to sort of make mental notes of what's good in your life, what you're grateful for, And try not to spend too much time imagining the worst possible outcome because that may not take place. Mm. Someone said to me once that positivity is actually a learnt trait. So I often say that to myself if I'm feeling quite negative to remind myself to continue to have those positive thoughts. Yeah, to just shift your focus. Mm. Um, I wanted to talk about an important aspect of managing stress, which is, of course, communication. So 
Back to you, David. How open are you with those around you about stress and how it's impacting you? Yeah, nah, not really. That's kind of stupid. I'm actually very confident in how I manage my own stress, but I still feel a strong stigma talking about it with other people. I'm not as open as I should be. I'm just too stubborn. David, thank you for sharing that with us. Anne-Marie, how about you? Are you comfortable sharing your worries with other people? I have learned to be. Um, I wasn't always someone that was comfortable sharing my worries because I'm seen as the outsider is quite a positive person. What I have learned to do is it's all about timing. I don't kind of burst into the room and and dump a huge load of emotion on, on people in my life. I've learned to wait until they're in a receptive space, they're listening, they're relaxed, and then I calmly explain, you know, whatever it is that's on my mind, what my worries are. And Fiona, do you find stress is something that your patients struggle to communicate with you? Yes, that's quite possible. I don't have patients who openly express that they're stressed. However, it may be expressed by their actions or how they present during the visit. Okay, thank you. Now, before we wrap up, there is one final question I have for David. If you could go back in the past to when you were first diagnosed, what would you say to your younger self? I think starting meditation early and learning from it. And apart from that, I think that coping with stress of spa is just something you have to go through in order to learn um, and find out what works for you. And another thing, just being open with those people around you, but doing that in a real matter-of-fact way, it can be very tempting to emotionally lean on people, but what you really need is just practical support and understanding. And while I've got you, David, is there anything else you think may be beneficial for our listeners? Yeah, Don't underestimate the importance of sleep and rest. So that's when the body mentally and physically recovers. And it has to be really good quality sleep, and you might have to work hard to get that right. Um, It's just not a case of going to bed and hoping the sleep works. But once you've nailed that, it really helps your body recover. And a second thing for me would be getting a professional support network and realizing that everyone has their own approach um, to give you holistic care. So that would be diet, exercise, uh, medical, traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture. In their own way, they're all very helpful. And then together, it's a really good um, solution to calm down. Yes, you're right. They can all be truly helpful. What about you, Anne-Marie? What else can you share about your approach to managing stress? I often say to myself that you can't change your diagnosis, but you can actually change your approach to it. If your body isn't at its best, then control what you can in your life. Get your hair done, go see a movie, phone a friend. Um, I do online shop quite a bit. So so, so definitely control what you can because you can't control the fact you have maybe psoriatic arthritis or another inflammatory condition, but you can definitely change your, your mind and your thinking around it. Well, thank you so much, Fiona, David, and to you, Anne-Marie, for joining us and sharing your valuable insight. And to our listeners, we hope that you found it helpful and it gave you some useful information. As always, if you are struggling to deal with stress, remember to speak to your doctor. They can advise you on the best ways to move forward. The information provided in this podcast is the opinion of the speakers and does not replace the advice of your healthcare professionals.